<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. It is Thursday. 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 We are we were we were coming in kind of late. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It do, happens like that. We sometimes. do what we gotta do. Yeah. Amen. I, I got my coffee. You got your coffee? Yeah, my coffee. You got your coffee. Like our friend Donovan says. Yeah, coffee. You got you gotta have your coffee. Gotta have your coffee. Amen. Good morning, Miss <laughs> Irma. Uh let me make sure I got this right here. All right. Let's put that on. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will, we will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in did it. you have a good evening yesterday? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. What about you? It was good. The word was good. The word was good. Yeah. I I, I went back and I listened to it again. I like my own preaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I like I feed on myself. Amen. And so <laughs> I uh I went back and listened. I just heard that when you cook, you sample. That, that's you true. Stir. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. good. Well, I went back and tried my own meal, <laughs> and it was a good meal. Shout out to all of our friends, West Houston Christian Center, yeah, Counter Church, amen. You know, uh, Rain and Life Ministries, uh, also uh, Tracy Harris yeah. and Hema. Uh, and so, so many to call out. I know it's true. I'm trying to think of them all. <laughs> You know, so call out right now. I pray that you're all serving with joy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's not always easy to serve God with joy. Yeah. Shout out to local churches in Texas City. Lamar, oh, yeah. The Dowdies, Trey Dowdy. Trey Dowdy in Galveston. Uh, you have, uh, what is that? Church of the Living God. Church of the Living you God. Got, That's uh, right. Let's so say you have Abundant Life Christian Center in Lamarck. You have. Yeah. Shout out to shout Abundant out to, Life. Uh, Pastor Hallam. You got a uh, Island Church in Galveston. Shout out to. Pastor Rusty Martin, uh, yes, the fellowship. That's right, the fellowship uh, in Pastor Texas City. Kevin Heron. Uh, so shout out to all of the all the good churches that's doing something in these last. Yeah, days. it's it's a good to it's good to be part of the army of the Lord. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of times, you know, we want to say, "Oh, I got the best church. I got the best church. Well, I got the best Jesus. I got the come on." <laughs> Preach, preacher. That's I got right. the best Jesus, and I think we're all on the same team as long as Jesus Christ is our commander yeah. in chief. Come on now. And That's so, so we're all soldiers in his army That's so as good. we are all part of his collective body. Mm -hmm. And so what a privilege to serve. Amen. What a privilege. And you might say, well, I'm not a pastor. Listen, you are part of the ministry work. You are a priest every bit as much as your pastor even though the pastor may hold the office the leadership yeah. office much as an under shepherd would yeah. or as a shepherd would mm -hmm. and so uh you know we have to look at uh our our role in our, the order that god set up and recognize that you know he has caused us to sit at the right hand of authority, mm -hmm. uh, which is at the right hand of Christ. And we, we must walk in that knowing that, you know, there's nobody in between us and our access to all of his grace. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, um, we were doing all those shout outs and I wanted to give a, a shout out to Word Power Bible College. Ooh, Word yes. Power Bible College. We are uh, rocking and rolling and we really, Ooh. really, really want you to pray about joining our Bible College. We're working on some things right now where you can 
come in house and we're going to work on some restructure, uh, work, work on restructuring some things. Uh, but it's a two year associate's degree in biblical studies. That's right. Uh, you walk out of there with a, a, a degree right. that you can take to your your job or you can take to, you know, another school. Uh, that's part of our trans world accrediting accreditation uh, accreditation network. Uh, so come be a part of it. You're going to learn some things that you've never heard before. Uh, for those of you who are part of our Bible college or if you graduated, Sister Carla, Sister Irma, uh, let them know in the comment section on how Word Power Bible College has blessed your life. Amen. Mm. So don't forget to share this video, like and love it. Uh, engage. Do you know that when you engage on the multiple platforms, yeah, uh, that you actually help promote our video. Mm -hmm. In essence, you're promoting the gospel. Mm -hmm. So do your part. Uh, share share the video. Yeah, give a shout out to all your friends, and you know, hopefully, we can solve some of the problems that people go through on a daily basis. Amen. Now, today we're talking about something really, really important. Yeah. And um, we've been talking about having a proper love of self. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, that sounds selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds selfish. Well, it's not selfish to have a Proper love, love of, of self. self. Yeah. The Bible says, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Mm -hmm. But it also comes back in the New Testament. It says, love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's saying that you must have a high degree of love for yourself so that you can love your neighbor from the overflow. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when your cup cup is empty and somebody comes to you and says, may I have a drink? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If your cup is empty, you have nothing to offer. Right, right. So when it comes to having the proper love of self, you need to have this. Mm -hmm. And that proper love of self comes from rightly discerning mm -hmm. the love that you receive from mm -hmm. the Father. Which is so good. And that's a great intro because the, 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 the Bible talks about rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm, and so we, good. And we, we have to look at what he's referring to when he says rightly dividing. Which side of the cross are you looking at? Which side of the cross are you receiving revelation from? Are you mm. trying to receive it on the Old Testament side of the cross? Or are you trying to receive it on the New Testament side of the cross? Right. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but did you know that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that which we call the Gospels, is not actually the New Testament? Well, it depends on how you look at it, but yes. Yeah, it's not actually the New Testament. Let me tell you why it's not actually the New Testament. It's not the New Testament because every act that Jesus did pointed to the New Testament, mm -hmm. but he still did it under the Old Testament law. Yeah, right. And and the 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 when you are in the gospels, they are still you know, Jesus is still abiding by the law. Mm -hmm. You know, many people point to some of the acts that Jesus said did and said, oh, he broke the law, but Jesus never broke the mosaic never, never law. Did. Never did. What we find is that because, um, because people, and you know, you'll learn this in Word Power Bible College, mm -hmm. because uh, of man's fallen nature, they didn't rightly discern what God said when he simply said, love your 
neighbor as yourself or love love others as I, the Lord your God, have loved you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when it came to certain acts, like, well, can I sleep with my neighbor? Uh, can I can I um, can I marry my neighbor's wife? What if I, you know, can I can I sleep with my aunt? Can I sleep with my sister? Mm -hmm. You know, so the Levitical law came back and explained Everything. the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. So we went from Ten Commandments to over 3,000 Levitical laws mm -hmm. that they were living by mm -hmm. in Jesus's day. Yeah, yeah. And some of the so-called laws were not even laws that were written. Yeah. It was just traditions that men had that made, men had made yeah. to try to find a right way to love God. And when you look at it too, they were, they were turning the law, which God had instituted in the Torah. They turned the law into a religion. They had and, truly yeah, weaponized. They weaponized God. God yeah. and his laws. Yeah. And when, when we look at what Jesus was saying, now everything that Jesus gave in the Ten Commandments was based on love. So everything true. was. Yeah. Why? Because he used that he used that Ten Commandment uh law to separate his people. Yeah. You know, everyone uh in the world system under that Babylonian rule were living some kind of way. So so God says, I have a called out bunch, my my people, that that I'm gonna give them a list of rules and regulations that they can live by that will keep them alive long enough to get my seed into the earth, which was Jesus. Right. Yes. So, so when Jesus was preaching in the gospels, he was saying things like, well, what is the great commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as you do yourself. Well, when, when we look at that in the new covenant, it's very hard to love God the way the law commands us to love God. I don't know about you, but there are times when our love will fail. Yeah, our love will fall short. I mean, you know, you, you look at our current New Testament law mm -hmm. and it's not hard for, you know, for mm -hmm. us to fall short. You know, we were talking yesterday about the New Testament way of forgiveness. And, you know, God didn't want us to forgive one time, mm -hmm. but 70 times, seven times, mm -hmm. you know, or seven times, seven times. Yeah. And uh, so God's uh, uh, standard for forgiveness was so much higher mm -hmm. than man's that you would go, that's mm -hmm. impossible, mm -hmm. Lord. You don't even understand. You know, some wife is out there saying, you don't understand how many times my husband cheated on mm -hmm. me. Or some husband is out there saying, well, no, you don't understand how many times the, my wife stepped out in, on the marriage. Mm -hmm. So, so then now we have to take a good look mm -hmm. and we have to realize what does the New Testament model? Yeah, what does the New say? Testament model model say about loving the Lord or receiving His love? Or receiving His love? Yeah. because it's impossible in my own strength. Yeah, and I want to say something to what you just said. God has given us an overabundance of grace. That's so. Good. You know, for He who receives the abundance of grace, the abundance of grace, and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Which means that for one, every one sin that you commit, mm -hmm. God has already given you forty nine answers mm. he's already he's already forgiving you 49 times you know he's right. already he's already i mean it's so it's so over and above what we can ask or think you right. know uh you can never sin enough to outweigh his goodness you can never mm. sin enough to outweigh his grace and you can never sin enough to outweigh his love yeah so good because he gives you an abundance of grace as, as a matter of fact the more sin you walk in the more grace you receive yeah, and we or the more grace he, he gives. Yesterday in uh in um 
in a Bible Bible study, we found out that Deuteronomy, I mean Daniel nine and twenty four, sort of set the set the pace mm-hmm. for man to understand God's long suffering and God's grace, because you know Israel was allowed to not honor the Sabbath for 490 years. Mm-hmm. Now it was a law mm-hmm. to keep holy the Sabbath. It was it was a prelude and a type and a shadow in a way that God was speaking to his people during that time period on about Jesus, mm-hmm. about how Jesus is our rest. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they were supposed to uh, to allow their fields to rest mm-hmm. every seventh year. Mm-hmm. It was an wow. act of trusting wow. God. And since they didn't honor the Shemitah year, it's called the Shemitah year. Mm. Since they wow. didn't do that, they had 70 years of Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone who doesn't understand the Bible would say, oh, that's just a great coinky dinky that it happened that way. No, 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 no. It was God who allowed it to happen because they had done such a great sin. Mm. But God, in the midst of all that, he really did forgive the people Mm -hmm. in that he Mm -hmm. allowed them to go back Mm -hmm. to their land. Anyone who had an executionist mentality would have destroyed the people. Mm -hmm. But God was really looking for an opportunity to simply chastise the people and restore the people. Mm -hmm. And after that, Israel never turned their back on God in the way that they had before. Yeah, that's so good. Because when you look at his love and his grace, he says it's the goodness of God that leaded a man to repentance, you know? And that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. He was leading his people back yeah. to repentance yeah. because it was necessary right. to make a pathway open yeah. for the Savior to come into this world mm-hmm. and carry out the deeds of redemption for all of mankind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to I wanna hit that New Testament model, which can be found in the Gospels mm. of the proper love of God, or mm. how do we receive love from God? John chapter 13, in verse 34 and 35 in the Amplified Classic, it says, I give you a new commandment mm. that you should love one another. Wow. Okay, yeah. so that's pretty clear. We should love one another. Mm -hmm. But here's the condition. Just as I have loved you. And we go, Lord, 490? Yeah. Seven seven times seven? Yeah. Really? How can I do that, Lord? I can't can't do that. I cannot do this up to your standard. But now go back to what you just said in Daniel 9. Mm -hmm. God in his long suffering. God in his long suffering. He demonstrated his long yeah. suffering. How many times have we messed up? Oh my God. And Jesus loved us through our mess ups. Jesus loved us through our screw ups. Jesus loved us through our faults and our mm-hmm. mistakes. And you know, you know, the Bible talks about we're predestined into to be conformed to the image of God. Now, that word predestination doesn't mean that God knows everything we're gonna do and he you know, he says, you you know, you're destined to go to hell or you're destined to go to heaven. That's not what predestination means. Uh, the predestined means that he had a pathway for us yes. to walk out. And, and, and when we get on that path, there's a super overabundance of all that we need mm-hmm. to, to complete the task, to complete the mission. I literally believe that God gave us so much of his love that we were not... There would be no fear, guilt, condemnation standing in our way to to keep us from serving him. 
That's good. To keep us from doing what he tells us to do. That's he good. removes the sin guilt with his love. Yeah. So that we can serve him with a pure heart and yeah. a pure conscience. Mm -hmm. So so how do we love now? How do we how do we love others? How do we love our neighbor as we do ourselves? Mm -hmm. We love it, love them as we have been loved. Yeah. I don't know about you, but Jesus loved me when I couldn't love myself. Mm -hmm. He loved me when it was hard to love myself. Yeah. And and it's, and we put we put the baby out with the bathwater at times. We we say, you know, you got to love God. You got to love God. You got to love God. But that's almost putting a new law on people to, to put them in further condemnation. Right. Because they say, well, I, I don't. There's not enough here. There's not enough here. There's not enough here. I, I just can't. Yeah. You know, you don't understand, Lord. I just can't. And God is saying. Don't love them with your love. Yeah. Love them with my love. Yeah. And it's like. Ah. Exactly. Exactly. So okay. in the New Testament, it is to receive all of his love mm. so that I will have the power to love others. Mm -hmm. We try to love others with a love deficit. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday we, we tapped into the art of letting it go. And we we stopped over in um, Luke 17 and 1. Luke 17 and one talks about the love, um, excuse me, the, the love that Jesus gave us when we're going through offense, when mm -hmm. we, when we're dealing with being offended and being offensive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he says, if somebody hurts you, let them know, let them know. And, and some people want to let it go before they let them know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Preach. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. They well, it's if I just let it go, it'll go away. Wow. Wow. If I just let it go, it'll mm. go away. But I think there's something to be said about letting them know so you can let it go. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, and there there are times that you just simply forgive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knowing that the person may not change, you know, sometimes you just are discerning enough to know it doesn't matter how i address wow, this that's a good word this person is not gonna do right mm -hmm. and so i i can just let it go but if if it's somebody you care about and you're trying to keep the relationship going let them know mm -hmm. so that you can let it go mm -hmm. if it's your spouse okay let me, let me qualify that statement that'll preach if it's wow. your spouse let them know so you can let it go mm-hmm uh, mm -hmm. Well, my my husband spirals out of control every time. You know, sometimes you have to allow him to have his tornado. Mm -hmm. Just get out of the way. Get it. Just get back. Get out of <laughs> the way. Let get him have way. his tornado. Yeah, uh -huh. Because don't say a word. We often assume that if we just let it go, it'll stop. Mm. But what you're doing sometimes is putting your yourself into further bondage, and you'll find yourself mm. doing what's called passive aggressive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And you don't need that. There's no love in a situation like that where there's passive aggressive behaviors. Mm -hmm. So before you allow yourself to get internally angry and start taking your anger out on a person on a very subconscious level, once you let them know so you can let it go. So what you're saying is we have to do the self-evaluation. We have to love them with his love. Yeah, we have to love God. We have to love the people with his love first, mm -hmm. you know, so. Wow. I mean, now if if I find it hard to let things go, if I find or even if I find it hard to let them know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's an indicator. 
It's a check engine light to a, let me know that there's something going on in the in the soul soulish realm here. And it's good to have a, a non-confrontational attitude and a non-confrontational disposition. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we are required to act like dead men. Mm-hmm. You know, dead men don't respond to any promptings. Mm-hmm. You can poke them, you can prod them, you can scream at them, you can do whatever you want, and they will not respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, so sometimes yeah. we are to act like like dead men in the respect that we are dead to self, but alive to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then that mm. also requires some discernment, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation, am I to, to be dead to self and alive to Jesus? Or is our relationship so close that if I don't explain to you that I feel hurt, uh, that it will cause us to not have the greatest relationship that we could possibly have. Mm. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that we learn about in communication is anything that is left unaddressed will be filled in by the other yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if you don't fill in the blank, they will, yeah. whether they want to or not, they will fill in the blank yeah. as to what occurred or what happened. And yeah. it is Satan's territory. Yeah. He could pervert it. Mm. He could pervert what was actually a good thing mm-hmm. and he could pervert it into something that is not a good thing. So you're telling me I need to love myself enough to communicate. Yeah. I need to love myself enough to tell a person when they're hurting me. Yeah, sometimes, I need to tell, yeah, you know, sometimes you're more yeah. like Jesus when you say, I want to, I want to relate well with you mm-hmm. and confronting you is painful, mm-hmm. but I have to die to self in that area. Wow. Yeah. I have to act more like Jesus and do everything in my power to restore the relationship. Well, if you look over in the book of Psalms, I believe it is, it was pointing to Jesus and he says that my, my, my zeal is uh, in other words, I'm overwhelmed with my love for you. I'm overwhelmed with how much I love the father to the point to where, when his people were hurting him, when he went over to that temple and and we make a big deal about him turning over the money changers, but really what he was doing was he was rebuking those that should have known better. Right. He was communicating in essence that, my house is a place of right relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is that you are stopping people from having a relationship relationship with him, with me Mm -hmm. and my father. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what he was doing. He Mm -hmm. was communicating to them on their level. Mm -hmm. And so something that they understood. Yeah. A lot of times in Christianity, (laughs) the outside world believes that you're more Christian when you are silent and you roll over and play dead on every situation. But sometimes God wants his people to be courageous Mm -hmm. and he wants his people to uh, stand up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's no way in the world that we should be okay with, you know, the moral standard of our country falling because we will not uphold biblical standards. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I think most people who have been brought up in the church world they agree with the biblical standard, but sometimes they're afraid to enforce mm-hmm. what they know is right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they have been trained in the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Preach. So, so if, if I can get full on his love, mm. then I have a righteous indignation. Mm. Right. You know, Rather than an unrighteous, unrighteous indignation you know indignation. I'm, I'm not trying to divide i'm trying to unify that's you right. know so so here's what 
letting go <laughs> actually causes. When you when when you're full of his love, it's easy for you to let somebody know that they hurt you. Mm-hmm. If they come to you and they repent, then you can forgive them. Right. And the attitude is the difference. If the yeah. attitude is to rub it in, mm-hmm. then the attitude is wrong. Mm-hmm. When it comes to addressing an issue, if the attitude is to rub it in, mm-hmm. you know, write this down if you're taking notes. If your attitude is to rub it in, then you have the wrong attitude. Mm. But when it comes to your relationship, if your attitude and your desire is to rub it out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that's a different. Now you're coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to have the attitude that you want to rub it out. But, you know, though, I, I'm, I'm thinking on the side of the one that's doing the forgiving, you know, mm. because they're, they're, some people's intentions and motives are wrong. You know, right. they, their, their <laughs> repentance is to rub it in. You know, well, I'm sorry you got hurt. That kind of thing. Sorry you know? you're yeah. feeling a certain way. Yeah. And and. <laughs> We have to be full of him enough, full of his love enough to say, you know, I recognize what you're doing here and I'm still I'm still receiving the good side of your apology here. Right. You know, uh, but I'm not going to let you continue to hurt me, you know, and and as long as you're hurting me, I'm going to let you know that you're hurting me. I I really believe that the problem and I want to get to this today, if we can, the problem with letting go when it's hard to do is because we don't have a proper love of self. Yeah. When we when it's hard for us to let things go, when it's hard for us to forgive, when it's hard for us to uh, see the good side, mm-hmm. then we don't have a proper love of self. Yeah. When you love yourself, it's different. Yeah. You're like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. So here are the two reasons, and I'm going to try to hit them as quickly as I can today, but here's the two reasons why we don't love ourselves. Number one, mm-hmm. self-hatred. Ooh, wow. There's a self-hatred. There's an inner condemnation of your being. Mm. There's a self-loathing. There's something about yourself that you don't like. And you wish nobody would ever know. Mm -hmm. That's right. It it gives way to feelings of worthlessness. Mm. Now, the danger in this is these feelings will get projected onto other people. So when you have an inner loathing, when you have an inner hatred, when you have an inner condemnation, you'll take this feeling and you're projected on other people. Wow. James 4 talks about why do why are there conflicts out here in this world? Why and we, are we think it's because of the world. Yeah, it's we the think, things without. Right. And and what God wants us to know, it's not just the wars outside, it's the wars inside. Inside. That's right. That's you right. You know, I had to kind of take a look at uh, my eating habits and I realize it's not what I'm eating. It's what's eating me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah, the yeah, overindulging, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, the overeating or eating the wrong thing. You know, I have more self-control than that. So what's the problem? Mm-hmm. It's not what's out here. It's what's in here. Mm-hmm. It's the war. It's within. the war. It's Absolutely. the war within. And until we learn how to deal with the war within, yeah. as, as, until we learn how to put that fuse out. Yeah. And it's really just a self hatred. Mm. It's something and we about, don't think of it. We that don't way. think of it that way. We, when we don't have a proper love of self, we have self hatred. Wow! Yeah. So, so we're gonna stop right there, and we're gonna pick up here tomorrow and talk more about this. Uh, the the reasons why we can't get a proper love of self. Number one is self hatred. We're gonna talk about number two tomorrow. Oh man! Amen. Yeah. But God is God is commanding us to let it go. Mm. 
so good. But how can you let it go if you don't have the tools to let it go? Yeah, we tell people right. all of the time, forgive, forgive, forgive. <laughs> but if you don't have the tools on forgiveness, mm-hmm. if you're trying to forgive in your strength and it's not working out, it's probably because there's a deficit in the love that yeah, you have. Yeah, and think about yourself. that word, forgive. It's like be for. Amen. Forgive. Yeah. You know, go ahead mm-hmm. and give. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give. Go ahead and give them what they don't deserve. Amen. Amen. Look, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stop right there. I pray you receive this word today. A good one. Amen. Go oh back and watch gosh, it. Oh my gosh, this is a great one. Yeah, this this fed me. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now we don't have to do breakfast. No, I got to do breakfast. <laughs> I'm hung- I just worked out. I'm hungry. I need my yeah. oatmeal. Are you hangry? A little bit. A little bit hangry. A little bit. I'm not turning over no tables right now. No. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Amen. We love you. Let us bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The, the Lord, Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The, the Lord, Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom, shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus, Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. We love you. Be blessed and have an awesome, awesome day. You think that's why Jesus turned over those tables? He was he was angry. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs>